Te Robert Stephen, Te Aesop. Te wine dark seas and isles of Greece, Te Scotland's rugged climes, I've teen your tales of birds and beasts, And tried to mark some rhymes. And so I've hint to change the tongue that I your beasties speak, For our animals are Scottish, nay being versed in Greek. And there's inner twa inventions that has happened since your time, like alarm clocks and trainers, but I didn't think you'd mind. For the morals of your stories I have kept. And now it's Dean, I just hope that you'll forgive me for the liberties I've teen. Who will bell the cat? There was a very sleekit cat, lived in a country house, for she feared the living daylichts out of every living moose. When they crept into the kitchen, she would hide beneath the stairs, then loup out for her hidey-hole and tap them unawares. And they never heard her coming, for the lichtness o' her pass was as silent as the silken soon o' summer rain on grass. Now the mice were getting scunnipped with this bloody decimation. They'd hin more than they could thole o' her carnage and predation. So they called a council meeting to select a committee to the learned and sagacious for would ken just fit the dee. I think we ought to shoot her, said a young and glaikit moose. But they didn't hear a rifle, so that method was no use. There's more than just a Y, and says, to skin a cat ye ken. We could drown her in the lavy. But far would pull the chain. Na, na, a wifey moose speaks up. That method o' dispatch is inhumane. You'd be ten up for cruelty to cats. The chairman o' the board stands up, a grey and ancient moose. I ken the very thing, says he. We'll hang a bell on puss, and then we'll ken she's coming by the ringing of the bell. A simple, safe solution. I'm sure it canny fail. The mice greeted his suggestion with a burst of loud applause, saying they shook his paw and tell them what a clever moose he was. They are thought that his invention would do the job right well. Until an awkward moose inquired, But far will hang the bell. For the lack of volunteers, their plan had to be curtailed, and the chair moose was demoted, for his master plan had failed. Now there's folk that's gweed at spickin', like the chairman knew the mice, gain clever dissertations and reams of good advice. But without a course of action, their fine plans are doomed to fail. As the mooses are discovered with the hanging o' the bell. The Bramble, the Bat, and the Seagull. A bramble, bat, and seagull thought they'd like to gang to sea, but afore they got afloat, they had different jobs to do. The bat, he bought a bonny boat with the money that he'd raised. The seagull, she took siller, and the bramble, she took clays. They had hardly left the harbour when a muckle storm come doon. Sign the boat he coped and sank, and they thought that they would droon. But they swam for twa three oors, when at last they climbed ashore, 
they'd lost nothing with a booty except the clothes they wore. And that's what why the seagull lay gay swooping o'er the wave, still looking for the siller that she hadn't any time to save. And that's fit why the bramble tries to capture higher clays, for she minds the kiss to guidings that she lost aneath the waves. And the bat, you'll never see him coming out to left or dark, in case he meets the banker, for he hasn't paid him back. Though the world is full of setbacks, and there's plenty toil and strife, if you've had one bad experience, then I'll let it change your life. The Oak and the Rushes A mighty oak stood in the wood, a noble ancient tree. His girth was huge, his branches spread, I Nancy prude as he. A tapestry o' licht and shade, his noonday shadow glimmered, while in the burn down at his feet another oak tree shimmered. When spring touched the sleeping woodland we her magic wand o' green, birdies bigot in his branches hanging o'er the winding stream. When the bonny summer flowers spread their colours in the glade, the kai took refuge fae the sun and eth his leafy shade. When he wore his autumn colours and the grass was white we hoar, the squirrels picked his acorns to fill their winter store. When the crescent moon was shining through his branches, stark and bare, hedgehog slept beneath the rootstocks, cosy in his winter lair. For many a year he stood there, gained shelter, food and shade, a prude and noble oak tree, the monarch o' the glade. But ae nicht a mighty storm came with devastating breeze. By the time the storm was over it had flattened half the trees, and the noble oak among them floated down the swollen stream. His lang monarchy was ower, and his growing days were dean. He gave by some slender rushes swaying in the gentle breeze, unaffected by the tempest that had toppled giant trees. He speared fit why the rashes could stand up against the storm when a mighty oak like him had been cowpit in the burn. He heard the rashes whisper, We just bend and eth the blast. We're nae strong enough to fecht it, but we spring back when it's past. If you canny fecht the tempest, best seek shelter for its power. Let it whistle o'er your heed. Sign Kamut when it's our hour. Signed copies of Aesop's Fables in Scots Verse by Robert Stephen can be ordered from www.scots-verse.co.uk.